Hello, friends. Welcome to 15 Minutes, a podcast about fame, episode 32. I am your host, Jamie Berger, and this is part two of my conversation that started in episode 31 with Hardy White. But if you want to hear the full Hardy White 15 Minutes trilogy, you would start with episode 8 which is conversation one. But if you just want to hear the first part of this conversation and a little intro to who Hardy is, he does a show called Miracle Nutrition on WFMU Thursdays at 7 p.m. And you can hear more by listening to episode 31 or episode eight or both. Here's Hardy White and me from January. I feel like my life right now is maybe identical to somebody who did really well in a sitcom in the 80s, <laughs> right? And is going like, man, I hate show business. It's stupid, mm-hmm. right? And we're both like just living in, on this street and going, yeah, you know, I like where I am right now. I do my thing and I'm still got my finger in this, that, and that thing. I mean, we'd, we'd be living identical lives, right? And But that person had to go through this false sort of sense of, like, of, of achieving something mm-hmm. in, in, in the arts because – Oh my gosh, I, we've been ruined. Yeah. You know, I feel like that. Yeah. You know, why do I, everybody, I, I came up in a, in a town where everybody was in a band. And I think that's because, you know, kids of my generation thought, oh, we were going to get famous in it, right? Yeah. But then clearly you get disillusioned. People aren't sort of, and, and, uh, but then there's this wonderful thing where everybody's in a band, yeah. which is lovely, which is a great way to have community. And then mm-hmm. we all participate in music and creative things and everything. And and we're all sort of like whatever famous with one another. Mm-hmm. But we, and, and we're all getting much more out of it than if we were being exploited by people who just you know, we're trying to take money and make a fortune and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's the, that's miraculous when yeah. that, when that happens that, you know, the bad motivation, motivations, <laughs> bad motivations, bad motivations can lead sometimes to, uh, you know, to good outcomes like mm-hmm. that. And then, and then eventually if you don't leave town, you know, you, the band ends and you go to HVAC you know, school and you, you get a job, but you're always going to be the guy who was in that band. Right, and why would you stop? It's like, yeah. I mean, I remember there's somebody in a uh, heavy metal parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. you ever seen that? that uh, uh, no, I know about it. I've never guy. seen it. No. Well, there's a bunch of goofballs in the 80s at a Judas Priest con- concert, and this one guy goes, hey, yeah, I'm an ex-bass player. And I go, ex-bass player? <laughs> what does that mean? You yeah. know, you're a young person, and you've already stopped playing the bass? I yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, obviously what he meant is he was in a band, yeah. and that was the only reason. I mean, and that being a bass player just meant being part of this group of, of young males who wanted to be yeah. uh, have special status and everything like that. But, uh, you know, no, no longer saw it as just playing a, you know, an instrument, instrument yeah. like that. It was some sort of means to uh, status. And uh, 
it'd just be nice if people got a, a better, a more intimate relationship with the arts again, mm-hmm. instead of feeling like, a, you know, they had to... Yeah, with the arts in and of themselves. I've always wanted to play the bass, because I thought it's something that... I, I took guitar lessons when I was a kid, but I never... I had this this idea... I took them from a jazz guitarist who would have me learning all these, you know, third position, whatever, scales forever. And he, I think he kind of assumed I would just realize I could just go out and play chords in a band, but I never did. And I always thought you had to be somehow readier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, in my adult life, I still know a lot of musicians and a lot of people younger than I am. And I feel like I could play mediocre bass and be in a band. Oh, yeah. I think I still think I should do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the and you know and um, almost playing well is not the point, you know. And and basic music, you don't even have to play well for it to sound. I mm-hmm. mean, if everybody's doing a part, mm-hmm. then all you have to do is show up. It's a very you know, it's a wonderful uh, uh, metaphor for yeah. how we how we really are in a community. You know, you don't have to play the the clave well or something. You just have to be sure you hit it on the on the three or something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Every time it comes around, yeah. and 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 that's a wonderful thing, and everybody can play at their own level that way, and I, I, and there's no resentment, you know. I I see when there's good. I've played in groups where people are playing at all sorts of levels and all sorts of, you know, complicated or not instruments, mm-hmm. and there's no jealousy or condescension or anything about one another. They realize it takes all of them. They're fine with that, and I think in small groups like that, we get it. Yeah. Do you, do you have a main? I mean, I've heard you play several instruments. Mm-hmm. Do you have what is? What do you think of as your your main? Do you have a main instrument? The bass guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you because could... I started when I was a kid because I wanted to be in a band, you know. So I thought, man, and all my friends played guitar and they were already good, and I was like, well, you all need a bass, and they were like, well, not really, and I go, okay, me, and I Ooh. insinuated myself, and I had I played the. Uh, bass and then uh so what i need to, you to do i need to convince you to make some youtube videos <laughs> on how to play the bass guitar uh, how to play the bass guitar <laughs> well or not well no That's no what uh, good well enough well enough to just, yeah, just i don't want to be fast or slow and just there's, you know there's lots of videos of people playing it too well have you seen those oh you my know? god <laughs> yes some of those you don't bass, see anybody yeah, yeah just you go up there then yeah oh my word yeah no, I I got to. I think that when I really, when it really came together for me, is when I was uh, really like at my my most lonely loserish, you know, and and where your guitar, your instrument is like your only friend and the only thing that kind of keeps you sane, yeah, you know, where you're just you're playing the heck out of it and you inadvertently get good, you know. And I didn't get good, but I mean, I got better, yeah, than, than I was, yeah. and. uh and so, yeah, I've, 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 uh, I, I, I look at it now and I laugh because the reason that we came together, me and old bass guitar here, was stupid, but then it ended up being pretty, pretty wonderful yeah. and something that still gives me a lot of joy. Yeah, and except for a few occasions, when a bass is, is good or good enough, it's, you, you're not supposed to think too much about it. I have a few in my life. Peter Hook from New Order and Joy Division, mm-hmm. Mingus. And then there are certain songs like uh, "Do Do 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 uh, Hey Joe," mm-hmm. and uh, "What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding," where you just love a bass line. But generally, you're not supposed to pay much. You're, you're, it's supposed to just make you tap your feet or move around. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. 
Yeah, it is. It I want to be that guy. <laughs> well, or that girl, because uh, yeah. uh, Carol Kane, is that her name? Carol Kay. Carol Kane? Carol, Carol Kane was in Taxi. Carol Kay. Is, uh, is that her name? She's a, she was a session. She was one of the wrecking crew. Uh-huh. And she's a woman. And oh, yeah, yeah. She, bass player. There were interviews she, with her recently. Oh, uh, yeah, videos. yeah. Yeah, she's still around and everything. She's, uh, uh, but she played on everything. And my favorite thing of all time is uh, she played on, um, it's a Quincy Jones song with uh, Crosby. And it's the theme to Crosby's old show. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. it's called Hickey Burr. Yeah. And he's going, boom, 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 boom. And it's absolutely awesome. It's so yeah. great. You know, and I, for years I had no idea who that was. That was, you know, who, yeah. who, was, who was playing that. Yeah. And, and then, uh, oh, yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just this thing that can disappear in there. But yeah. it's, it can be pretty wonderful and hold that yeah. whole uh, song together. Yeah. I mean, and in fact, I mean, Barney Miller just came to mind. Too. Yeah. Barney, dun, 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 dun. And then there's the, the old, the, the way that bass is, can be ruined seinfeld right it just out, ruined out. slap bass for, yeah, for that, a, uh, a decade or two synthesizer bass. Bow, 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 bow. yeah um so the other day i wanted to tell you this because yesterday's show about that had magic and it made me think two weeks ago i went to a, a show in a theater that was uh a, a, an area psychic and an area dj uh, actually, Monty Belmonte, who I think has written to you. Hmm? Uh, he's a big fan yeah, of yours. Yeah, I know he is. Sure. And he does a thing well, once a month. He has this this woman who's really, I, I like her so much, even though I think what she does is, well, whatever. She, she's a psychic. And they take calls. And he is very, very skeptical and tough on her. And it's like, yeah, I could have figured that out kind of joke. But he does it very well. Uh and she is such a sport. I, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, she gets to be on the radio and it's publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she takes everything he can dish out. And for the first time, they decide to do it live in a theater. And I kind of assumed that what you'd have would be more fans of his, because he's a bigger deal. Right. Coming to see him be funny and skeptical. But we had, what he ended up with was maybe a house of about 150 people. Mm-hmm. I'd say 90 of them came there because they really wanted to be in touch with somebody. Mm -hmm. And it became very uncomfortable mm -hmm. because they didn't want him to be the skeptic. They wanted her to really get in touch with their uncle. Yeah. And it became a very odd hour of theater. Oh, yeah. And she was in the audience walking around most of the time. Oh, yeah. And it just got, I, I wouldn't, I'm glad I was there and I don't think I'd go back because I felt bad for the people who wanted to believe that badly in a way. Yeah. And you have to have some resentment for the person that's doing the exploiting too because. Yeah. But I think she really wants to be a psychic though. Yeah, but but she knows she's full of crap, though. That's oh. the thing. No, no, they know. Oh, no, no, no. It's been going on for for years and years and years and years. <laughs> you know, this is Houdini was like, oh Christ, these people. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's uh, he debunked and, a lot of people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And people have uh, 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 sympathy for the psychs. Oh, they think they they really believe it or something. No, that may be, but that's an, a, a bad kind of delusion. You know, if I'm deluded and I think I'm 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 uh, the savior or something, or I'm, I'm David Koresh. That doesn't seem 
great, right? I mean, whenever you're, you know, just because you're deluded doesn't mean that what you're saying isn't hogwash, you know? And uh, I think it's dangerous hogwash because it gives people, um, you, you know, it really does. It's not that it gives them false hope, but it can it gives them a, a completely false worldview. I mean, it just it gives them sort of a religion. It gives them all this stuff that's baloney. And because you are able to psychologically exploit them, you're doing you're basically psychoanalyzing people and then using it uh, against them to make them dependent on you. And I, I think it's hard. Okay. You know, uh, you know, it's more than false hope. It's 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 almost wicked. You know, and I know that the people that are doing it is because they have a need. They want to be important. You know, I would love to be the person that's able to, to put you in contact with somebody who's missing. That would make me feel really awesome about myself as if I was some sort of God, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's exploiting something very, very basic, a basic fear and, and need in people. And it's, uh, it's, it's awful. Wow. You just made me feel so much better about the way I felt about that I resisted feeling about her in that show. Cause there are two levels of con going on. Then there's, there's the people who believe, and then they're getting people mm -hmm. like me not to be absolutely not to no, be combative about it. Look, when somebody plays upon sympathies, everybody's sympathies gets played upon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not as if they're, they're sparing some and just uh, winking at you and then just going after, you know, certain weak people who deserve it. Everybody's getting conned, you know, people who would exploit the sympathy of others. They don't care. <laughs> who gets exploited, right, you know? And they appear as if they have no guilt because sometimes they do not, you know? So, uh, you, you know, it's good to call those uh, call those folks out. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, and, and it's a bunch of parlor tricks, too. It's really maddening. I think it has to do with education. You know, when people are out there showing you how to, you know, you can, I love somebody like Ricky Jay oh, God, and everything, yeah. who can show you how things are done and still mystify you because it's the craft, you know? And I could sit here and, and, and tell you, like, here's all the things I learned about being on radio. Here's how I, how I think you do a monologue. Here's how I think you do this, or fluctuate your voice and everything like that. I, but I don't think that robs the art at all. It just, it, it just keeps you from thinking I'm magic. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that because I can still put you back in that state. I just, you don't have to buy in and think it's permanent or, you know, it doesn't do any damage to you. You know, it's a trick, you know, and otherwise people are going to get tricked in all aspects of their life and they're going to get tricked into doing things, you know, based on their fears and, and <laughs> everything. I know you're giggling because you, you know, that, you know, where I mean, you know where you're, my... you're talking about things without talking about them. Yes. That's yeah. how I choose to talk. You're about very it. good at it. Yeah. You well, know? yeah, well, that's, that's teaching. Uh, I, I've started to get involved with it, with a, a, a friend's nonprofit. That's about teaching kids to make good uh, decisions because arguing about, facts and politics is just making me unhappy and if you can if i could just focus on helping people make decisions without attaching it to things they already know what they mean they, they what they feel mm -hmm. about that could help yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know there's there's ways you know really what you want to do is is sort of uh uh redeem people turn change people's you know, you want to advocate for your worldview, and there's ways to be uh, 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 sneakily subversive about that, right? There's ways to get things in the back door. That's how they. That's how they came in. Mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, and and we. I think of how many good values I've absorbed like that. You know, 
how those techniques have been used for good as well as for for bad and for, for neutral you know but they're they're the same techniques and i blame i've got to blame somehow the city of vienna <laughs> i don't know why I didn't see that one coming oh i mean and one of its uh one of its uh, favorite sons one of his favorite sons, but not just him. Like, it's not just, I've been reading about other uh, psychoanalysts and other people involved in research of uh, the brain, and the mm -hmm. and they're and all from Vienna. I'm not kidding. It's like, it's as if everybody who discovered the nuclear bomb was from the same city. <laughs> it's everybody who decoded the brain, right, basically, is from the same city. It's really kind of spooky in a way. But, you know, we, we did kind of get the key to people, to manipulating people, you know, and it's been used for all sorts of, all sorts of ways. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you, you know, but it can be also be used for, for, for good. And you go, how do you manipulate for good? <laughs> you know, talking reason into people doesn't work as yeah. quickly as you need it to work sometimes. That's, that's, that's so important and true, yeah. You know, you need to, sometimes you just need to, shoot the solution into the atmosphere yeah. you know it can't it can't be taken slowly yeah. so um and sometimes you need to you need to play by the rules that are in effect yeah, yeah. what i find is helpful is the actual uh, and it's always been helpful for me is to actually read and study uh the bible mm -hmm. um which is amazing so i you know i was talking last week about balaam now i, I think you know that's a great story it has so much meaning enlighten and, us and so much bearing yeah. on, 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 on things, but, but I got it right from the vocabulary of, of, you know, of people that sometimes I very much disagree with. Yeah. Right. And if we could only talk about their own story, I mean, we'd get somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. um, but that's, you, you know, I, 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 uh, I, there's different ways to get <clears throat> different ways to make things better. And I think, uh, you know, you've got to look for, for sneaky ways sometimes. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm going to quote you: "People don't want you to free dance when they have stock in the Macarena." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They want it to look a certain way, you know, and they yeah. don't want you messing it up with your with your uh, your improvisational dances. They don't want your no. And uh, they don't yeah. know they want them, though. Well, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do it because then they'll have to go out there and just sort of wing it and be themselves. And they're not sure how to do that. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's understandable. That's why it'd be nice to, you know, if you could secretly get to people, say, I won't, you know, just in the privacy of your own, while you can still be a jerk to your friends or whatever you need to do to fit into your group. But maybe in secret, you could, you could study. Uh, this other stuff, maybe how to get to be a little gentler and to understand some truths about yourself. And then, you know, maybe make an outward change. Yeah. But I think when you confront people, they double down a yeah. lot of times, you know? Yeah. But you can get Absolutely to... Absolutely double down. More, yeah. more now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And even the art, people get, you know, you can use art, but then there's, there's sledgehammer art and there's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's other kinds of art. Yeah. Or, I mean, and you, you can say to people, yes, but think about this. And the words think about are a trigger to not think about them. Like, well, I'm going to be tricked. 
You're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. Oh, self self censorship is the worst. I mean, we do it in conversation, even when there's no, when it's not political or anything. You know, you you shut yourself up all the time, which is why you have a fear of being a uh, uh, David from the Office. Oh God. You know, it's because you are constantly self censoring. Mm-hmm. And 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 because of others, and because of being misunderstood, and because of being ostracized, mm-hmm. you know, number absolutely number one fear I think uh, before death for most people is being uh, ostracized, being an outcast, um, you know, having everybody turn against you. Yeah. And you know, I've I've every time I'm in a group and I can survey people, I do, and that's <laughs> always before death and, and disease, you know, and. Uh, no, just knowing that, you know, knowing that people's greatest fear is that they're going to be rejected by others. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You can get them to do all sorts of awful things that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Yep. There you go again. Uh, oh, I want to go back to the beginning because I wanted to, I wanted to, because, of course, these stories are always fun unless they're really mundane. But how'd you meet Jane Fonda? Oh, this is great. Yeah, I never meet celebrities. I know no celebrities, yep. not even a little bit. But if you want to hear about Hardy meeting a celebrity, <laughs> go back to our previous conversation when he talked about meeting Mel Brooks. Okay, go ahead. I was living in Atlanta. Okay. And I had, um, uh, and I'm from Tallahassee, right? So yeah. Jane Fonda's, I don't want to name a lot of people because I don't want to go into Jane Fonda's daughter, who you can mm-hmm. look up who that is. Uh, and she was uh, had a Tallahassee connection. She was living there, so she we had friends in common, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, uh, she moved up to Atlanta, and uh, she was having, uh, and we 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 met through friends, just because we're around the same age and everything, mm-hmm. same friends. And she, she invited us to a party, uh, to for a, a baby shower. Mm-hmm. She's about to have a baby. All right, so. Uh, I went with some of my other friends who were like, oh, my word, <laughs> you know, I bet, I wonder if her mom was going to be there. Mm. Some people had bumped into her already because she'd come down to Tallahassee. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy. But we went to this baby shower at a bowling alley in Atlanta. <laughs> all right. And I'm there with my friends kind of, we're huddled together going, oh, I can't believe this all happened. And Ted Turner's there. He's married to her at the yes. time. Right. So he's there. Uh Juliette Binoche, I think, is that her name, the actress? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, um, I think um, Jane Fonda's son, who I later talked with a lot, really nice guy, actor, he was in Barbershop, is that the name mm. of that? I forget his name, too. Bless his heart. I'm uh, so sorry, y'all. I, I, I know I her, so, I know, yeah, I, was I know so her brother's her work. <laughs> so, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. so all these people are here, right? And I'm, oh, this is crazy. And then we're all going to bowl. So I'm, we're bowling, I'm bowling next to Ted Turner, which is just cr- crazy, right? And he's yeah. like, I got to have bowling shoes. These are like $300 shoes. I can't bowl in these. And we're all watching like there's a Braves game on the TV, and it's surreal yeah. for me because I'm yeah. nobody, you know? And uh, Yeah, uh, and his team is on television. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is so weird. We're definitely different social class. You know, this is just very, very odd that we're all together. And then on another occasion, after the uh, the child was born, uh, I, I hung out with them again. And it was it was just equally as, as strange. And we're, I remember I was standing there and uh, next to Jane Fonda and uh, her grandson comes out and he's just a toddler, right? And he's got, I think he's got no clothes on and he just, he stands there and he, he squats and he starts taking a poop. <laughs> uh-huh. 
there's adults talking. He just got in the middle of the adults. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I said, oh, I don't want to feel bad. And I got in the center of the circle and pretended to poop. Oh, my God. With him. Uh, and she thought that's hilarious. Uh, so nice. I'm glad. Good moment. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, this is something I would have done with my friends. I didn't realize like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should. Is there something? Should I? But I had nothing to lose. See, I'm just yeah. an idiot. Like, it's not like, oh, she's going to get mad at me. I'll never work in this town again. You know, <laughs> I never. I don't think I did work in that town. In Atlanta, so. yeah. <laughs> I, <couldn't, laughs> I remember hard, hard times living mm-hmm. there. But uh, isn't that strange? Yeah. Well, I'm sure what everybody's like, before we let this behind. Yeah, it is strange to be in the room with someone who's that. Mm-hmm. that. And, then, and also people who people don't like her. Right. You know, right. Oh, but yeah, all the political stuff. Right. right. Exactly. Oh, my only, you know, she laughed when I made fun of her grandson pooping. That's mm-hmm. my experience with the person. That's, right. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like I can vouch for her or anything, yeah. but she's nice, yeah. nice lady. How was their? How was? How are their? How are they on the the lanes? Oh, they never. Poor Ted. I don't think he'd ever bowl. Oh. Uh, you know, he was. That's okay. I'm a big bowler. Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't are you? Care. Oh yeah, I, love I can bowl. see it. Oh, I can. I can. I don't do. It. I haven't done it much lately, but I've um, a few a few months ago I did. But uh, are you lefty? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I was picturing you a lefty, a big lefty hook. Oh no, no, no. I'm <laughs> I'm not. I don't have much of a. I'm a very basic bowler, but uh-huh. I'm consistent. Yeah. Here, here uh, they bowl with the the, the 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 candle pin, the little the little ball. Oh, little duck pins. Or duck pins, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, they, yeah. yeah they take Fun. it very seriously. Some people. Yeah, yeah, that's no yeah. good. I think. <laughs> that's not how I bowl. Yeah. Well, it, it's also it's more inclusive though because you you don't have to hurl the heavy ball around, so anybody can whip that little ball. Yeah, my, the best bowler I know is my 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 friend's mom, who must be nearing eighty. She's uh she's she still wins like senior league wow. stuff, and she, oh, she's amazing. Yeah, so she bowls regular three hundred games, you know. Uh, no, and yeah, there you go. Actual 300 games? Yeah, man. She's a professional level bowler, but she's 80. (laughs) And she's still able to roll, you know? That's so great. That's great. It's good to have something like that. I was always a basketball player, and I don't play much anymore. I got to find something. Yeah, there's this, you, you can still do all kinds of, uh, yeah. of things as you age, and even dance and everything. You know, Casio Ono, the, uh, the dancer, you know, he was 100 and something. He's still uh, just dancing with one hand. Wow. You, you know, as long as you can move something, you can still uh, participate in, uh, in dancing or some kind of yeah. movement or sport. Or... I just heard last week that the inventor of... Uh, of uh... What is what's the transcription of Asian letters into into our opinion? Yeah, died at a hundred and twelve or something. It's not amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did when I was I briefly took a Chinese class, and boy, that was helpful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done to learn it if he didn't have this yeah. extremely accurate uh, transcription <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of the sound. So. Yeah, gosh, that's a long time to live. I, I, but I had to, I've known a lot of really extremely old, old people, mm-hmm. I, you know, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's funny to to think, you know, a lot of people that get to a certain age, especially a hundred, d- did not really plan on it, you know, no. and, that, and yeah. it can be a problem because you know you think you think you're losing your ability to, you know, uh, yeah. uh, have a job as something at eighty, but really yeah. twenty years later, it's uh, it's rough. Yeah. 
<laughs> my dad's 88. We'll see in, in 12 yeah. years what, what he's up to. I had a neighbor. She was a hundred. When I moved, she was a hundred and something. And then she moved to Texas. I think she's 107 now or something. <sighs> Barbara Walters had her on. Uh, she was the oldest driver in the country for a while. <laughs> and uh, so Bar and <laughs> Barbara Walters had her on a special and uh, Miss Lillian, Lillian Cox. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, uh, she was like, she, you know, she's like this old old lady with the white uh, bouffant and, and a huge voice. I didn't yeah. plan on living this long. Yeah. You know, you know, she really didn't. She was like, you know, where, how, how am I supposed to, you know, at a hundred and something. Mm -hmm. It's like, gosh, she had a shop until she was like 70. And then. That's great. That's oh. really great. Uh, yeah. Because it's, you know, at, at 52, as I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. It's good to know I might have some time to figure it out. Uh, yeah. When you mentioned, it's funny, when you mentioned Jane Fonda earlier, earlier this week when Mary Tyler Moore died, I, I, I wrote that I, she and Alan Alda were kind of my, my, my TV, were my parent, the stand-ins for my parents in, in the box, in the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and was, was she a figure for you? Oh, yeah, 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 because of her, because of her age and her appearance and everything. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it's funny about Alan Alda a lot, too. Yeah, that's funny. Mm -hmm. You do, he seemed, always seemed like such a kind yeah. person. Oh, yeah. I well, think he actually is, right? Have you ever? Oh, he's, but yeah, I've I've heard him talk, and I hear he's a good guy. And have have you seen that? Although you should see uh, uh, Louis C.K.'s web series, Held uh, and Pete, where he plays a son of a bitch. Everybody's so shocked about this Alan Alda's turn in this show, but he's played he's played jerks before in Woody Allen movies and stuff. Oh yeah, but we all remember Hawkeye. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder, but I didn't get. I'm, I think I've got most of my impression though of him from post Mash stuff when he's done uh, uh, either narration or he just seems so earnest and 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 kind yeah. and everything, you know. And I, I kind of don't pay attention to people's acting because who could, who knows how they yeah. really are if they're playing a jerk or a good person. Uh, you know, in real life, it's yeah. it's all who 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 really knows. Yeah. Um, but when he was sort of being what you could kind of figure out was him close to himself he just seemed really mm -hmm. uh like a neat guy yeah but it's funny i think maybe it was partially visual but when you said jane fonda i realized mary Tellemore and jane fonda were both kind of yeah they're they're like mom mm -hmm. yeah because it's a generation thing yeah too. although yeah, yeah the, the jane fonda part might have been yeah. a little a little confused a little a little a little, maybe a little Oedipal mom there. but um, Yeah, that's a little weird to watch uh, yeah. uh, Barbarella or something. Barbarella, like yes. Mom, because I'm here I, stripping in space. Because I didn't watch Barbarella as a little kid, mm -hmm. and, and and Jane Fonda was a was Mary, a very innocent mm -hmm. character in a way. And then seeing Barbarella later, it's like, whew. Oh, it's like seeing uh, uh, Lisa Bonet in in a adult movie after Cosby. Right. Uh, you know, it's very... Uh, you also whispered the, the name. I did, yeah. I was, I was trying to. We established yeah. that. Oh yeah, I still can't get over it. It comes up all the time. Yeah, it's a mad. Yeah. Any other? Are there any other like people in TV when we were kids? Because mm -hmm. we're again, we're that were, they, they were like, oh yeah, that they, they, they were that are kind of formative figures. It's uh yeah well, I want you know I didn't feel that way about like a lot of the um kid shows specifically no. kid show people except Bugs they, Bunny they seem different yeah the cartoon characters I could really? relate to a little bit 
and and even some of the live action cartoons. Like when I mentioned the Globetrotters the other day, a lot of my friends on Facebook went nuts because they're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, kind of resonated with them. Mm. You know, they, um, you know, and I, w- I went back and I watched a bunch of episodes and, you know, there's some sort of conflict, some kind of bad guys. They end up playing some game, you know, so they have some kind of fair, they get to demonstrate all their, you know, hard work and their talent and everything like that. And then they, you know, they do some act of justice at the end. Yeah. It's really ni- kind of nice, you know, and uh, you don't realize how good that stuff is until it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't, mm-hmm. and then you don't have... You know, and you think we, oh, we all have these uh, touchstones and everything it used to be morality tales and things like that. And then sort of when they're gone, you think, well, gosh, don't, yeah. you know, even though, even if our heroes are stupid, you know, or even if our role models are dumb or they're just bad cartoons, they were poorly produced or they, at least there's something. Yeah. Uh, and I would have gotten away with it too. I know. <laughs> if it weren't for you, damn kids. Do they say damn darn kids? Yeah, and it's nice because there's always the, the the group that always solves. There's like always like five people or so, and they yeah. tolerate each other. They've all individually they they are they not, don't necessarily have strengths, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you know Doc Savage's group or something yeah. where all they have a superpower. No. You but got it's Scooby it, and Shaggy. And, uh, they all yeah. get something stupid about them, but when they come together, you know. They can uh, do these great things, so it's a great <laughs> underdog. You know, the uh, the underdogs, you know, are able mm-hmm. to, to to triumph and yeah, uh, a great and collectivist that. lesson. Yeah, yeah, like you know, gosh, collectivism. You know, I mean, we don't we when it's a family, we don't mm-hmm. call it that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, say so what's that? What's that collectivist? experiment you're doing there oh that's my mom my dad (laughs) we just all like to work together on the farm yeah uh but but i get you know when it it does when it expands beyond people you know yes i can see that being oppressive or anything you know having to conform uh but um boy just cooperating on a small level as as groups of people gosh that shouldn't i hope that doesn't ever disappear yeah i hope i hope so yeah too it won't it won't disappear. No, I run into great people every day. What what concerns me is uh, people's ability to take crap or to endure hardship is really almost limitless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, never count on people like reaching their limit. Go, oh, people are fed up. Oh my goodness, it takes a lot. You know, if you, that's one thing you know, history will teach you. I go, boy, you can really just stomp the crap out of people, and they will endure. You know, it makes you wonder, you know, you know, yeah. so you're taking an awful lot. How much can we really take? Oh, dear. And I don't think people realize, you know, that's what that you need when things uh, are going well and things feel good. You know, they're not perfect, but uh, gosh, stuff can get really bad on Earth. You know, all you have to do is just look back in time just a little bit. There's plenty of evidence. Yeah. Uh, and uh your 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 lifespan is a lot shorter than you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Except when you feel it's short. What's that? Except when you feel that it's very short. When your life's on yes, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, at least that's the first you get first step, you're there. Yeah. Um now I could go on forever, but I, we're both getting towards nap time. Yeah, I get really fun in the afternoon. Yeah. It gets really, even though I'm like exercising and everything, I get really. It, it concerns me every every afternoon. I think I have heart problems because, oh, you, man, because, why am I, because you're weak. 
I want to so tired. I feel like a weak as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Every day for the past 50 some years. <laughs> uh, still, I'm not catching on. That it's just, it's just nappy time. Yeah. Post lunch, my body knows there's nothing is expected of me yeah. until a little later, you know? And so, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. People go to sleep to my show. Oh, I haven't done that, but I've I've rewound a lot because I go mm. other places in my brain. Mm. Oh, I've got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I love that. You I've, send me in a lot of directions. I've done that too, just fall asleep listening yeah. to someone talk. Yeah. I think I told you this last time. My dad, to this day, sleeps all night listening to voices on the radio. Doesn't even oh. matter if he likes them or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so. Oh, yeah. I have memories of visiting my my great grandmother lived with my great uncle for a weird reason, but uh, <laughs> when I stayed there, I would I'll be next to his room, and he was one of those guys leave the TV on all night. And it was great. It was just on nothing, you know? And, yeah. uh, and it was so comforting. I remember just liking to sleep next to that. Yeah. Just, just kind of knowing it was going, the glow in the hall. Yeah. You know, it just felt like it kept the ghosts away. There were definitely, like, ghosts in my yeah. great-grandmother's house, and it really kept them at bay. Yeah. And that sound... That that they that I've always heard that when you get older, my parents could never hear when the TV was on without the volume. Uh -huh. But there's that high pitched, little like ambient sound that fills the room. Yeah, that a can little be, one. It, it's not necessarily comforting, but it's very disturbing when it disappears for the first few seconds, and then the room feels very empty. Oh, that's yeah. The, a lot of times, frequencies that you can't hear, can't really hear. Yeah, you notice when they're gone. Yeah, you know. I've known but sound men do that. You go, where's that noise coming from? I don't hear anything. You go, there's such a, you know, and they know what frequency it's at. You know, there's a hum at some frequency. I yeah. can't hear it. I can't hear it. And they shut it off and you go, oh, yeah, I guess you were right. I, I guess. Yeah. And the dog looks at you like, I told you. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, I got that from uh, uh, the kangaroo going bounce, bounce. Yeah. I, I got that from. Uh, Globetrotters. Oh, really? Kangaroo bit. So it wasn't boing, boing. It was bounce, bounce. It might have been boing, boing. Yeah. But I, I like that you, you made it literal. I've tried to misremember yeah. it a little bit and yeah. Yeah. change it. Very nice. I want to I do an artificial. You see, I, I always say I got to remind people not to hang up when we say goodbye because I want to talk to them for a second. Mm hmm. But then I don't, and then I hang out, and then it's awkward to call them back. So, so I'm gonna give. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna, You and I can say goodbye to the people who've been listening to us now, but then stay on for a minute. Oh, okay. I didn't know we started. Okay. <laughs> you never did say we're starting. Uh, no. Whenever I call you, it's it's that's the only way I can make the software work for some reason. <laughs> is is it it it's 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 designed to yeah yeah we started. Okay, cool. Okay, well, so we start so over. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to remember all this though. I didn't press play. Let's yeah. do it word for word. See, we talked earlier about being professional. Yeah, doing it again. Let's do it again. Same energy, little more energy. Oh yeah, give it's, it's one more time. Take it again. Another yeah. hour. Same high, little higher energy level. I'll, I'll send you the transcript <laughs> next week. We'll give it a shot. You got to be off book though. You know, it might be fun to do that. Like we do it. We do it. We talk right. Yeah. And you you have it. You. Do it, you transcribe it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the actual recording is just us reading that. Yes. It'd be very that. meta. I, 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 yeah. I think it would have a, 
maybe an engaged but very limited audience. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to. What you do is see it's all in the description plaque at the museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The screen is next to it. No one's going to watch it or listen to it. They just read it and they go, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And just read the, the summary of the, of the conceptual art piece. That's yeah. how conceptual art works in my mind. Yeah, and we could certainly throw a lot of art historical references in there and John, mm-hmm. John Berger. And... and then you tell people it went well. Yeah. They don't know. They weren't there. I yeah, do that with the radio come. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm killing it on the radio. <laughs> you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You haven't been listening? No. Oh, oh. man. Yeah. I'm doing super, super well. <laughs> they don't know. No. That's good. You're, you give me little lessons like that. It's good. Yeah, nobody cares. And, yeah. and you know, as long as you, you know, I'll just delude yourself to the yeah. point where you, where you get what you need out of it because there is no tomorrow. So, you know, if you need to tell yourself, man, I'm just, I'm so awesome, then do it. It's whatever makes you get up and do it again tomorrow, that's fine. And people want to hear you're doing well. Yeah, and nobody, you know what, I'll tell you what, this is just a tip to anybody. I'd say this to men, women, children, adults. There's nothing, boy, there's nothing sexy about self-doubt. Nobody really, you know, <sighs> nope, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to convince anybody of something if, if you are not on your side, yeah. you know? And just so just get on your side. It doesn't have to be accurate or right. You say, but I'm this, that, that. Forget it, you know? Just, it doesn't matter. You get know, on get on your side. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, get on your own side. Be yeah. it. Because nobody else, don't trust somebody else to do it. You're going to be waiting your whole life. No one's going to jump up and discover you or want to be your, the agent or something who's got your best interest in mind. Yeah. That's, that's you. Get right, and, with, get right with you. Yeah, man, you can do it. And you can be proud of things you do at the end of the day, you know, and, and still be working towards something. So you wake up one day and you go, man, you know, I've, I've been working so hard. I didn't realize I'd done this body of work. That's awesome. And All you right. can feel even better. Thank you. Oh, thank you. On that note, that's a that's a wonderful note. And I won't hang up. Don't hang up. But I'll say goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. But don't hang up. I'm not hanging. There's our homework, everybody. Get right with you. That was Hardy White. H-E-A-R-T-Y. White. You can find him by searching for his name or Miracle Nutrition, which is the name of his radio show on WFMU, it's on Thursdays, or it's on Infinity Times, anywhere on the internets like iTunes. You can find us at 15minutesjamieberger.com, that's 1-5-M-I-N-U-T-E-S-J-A-M-I-E-B-E-R-G-E-R, and everywhere else you would want to find a podcast. Coming up next... Among other goodies are music makers Matt, a.k.a. The Suitcase Junket Lorenz, and Kate Lorenz. This is 15 Minutes. I'm Jamie Berger. 